everyone, and welcome to the Home Birth Experience. I am your host, Julia Meyer, founder and midwife at Cleveland Home Birth. I am joined here today with the wonderful Christina Maddox as my co-host. Hi, everybody. Hi, Julia. Hi. And we have a special guest here today, Heather Clark. Hi, everybody. So we're really excited. Heather was... Um, the mom who graciously allowed us to record a podcast during her labor and it is on the podcast site the Birthside chat so we wanted to chat with Heather and follow up and hear her birth story from her perspective so just earlier Christina you were saying that you listened to the episode um, tell us what your thoughts were. Yeah, I listened to the episode on the drive over here to meet with you guys, um, just for a refresher to take me back to to Heather's birth that day. And um, just listening back to it, I just was remembering how magical it was. And um, what stuck out to me was remembering your your husband and that moment that Julia elaborated on. Yeah, I remember that. That emotional moment. Um so yeah, do you want to tell us about about your birth about your birthday? Yeah. Um, do you want me to go back to how we kind of decided? Yeah. First. Go all the way back. Yep. Um, that really goes back to my son's birth. He is almost seven now, and I knew with his birth that I wanted something different, and that's when I started learning about home birth and that it really wasn't as abnormal as a lot of people think it is. But with him, I, we couldn't just pull the trigger with it yet. Um, so I planted the seed with him. And then with Sydney, we had issues with care. And once again, I went down the home birth road and I actually met with one a, a Cleveland midwife here again didn't this was before you were here mm -hmm. again didn't pull the trigger and then that experience having her i was like next time it's on <laughs> <laughs> there's no yes like i knew now. yeah i knew you know and we didn't discuss it until we decided to um get pregnant again and once we decided i mentioned it to my husband tj and he was like, okay, I already knew that. But, <laughs> you know, so he like knew I was gonna say that anyways. And we just didn't really have a question. We were just like, let's do it. Find a midwife. And I really didn't look that long. I just saw, I Googled and your face popped up and I'm like, I didn't see her last time. Nope. I looked <laughs> and I was like, oh, her face looks very kind. Let's Aww. call her. <laughs> you said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, she looks so nice. We'll Aww. see. And because I remember talking to the other midwife the last time. So when we met, I was just like, oh, let's, let's do it. And we met how long before you got pregnant? <sighs> Maybe two months. Yeah. I think I got pregnant on my th our third time trying, our, my third cycle, I think. Yep. Which is a good thing for the audience to know that it's okay to meet with midwives and interview them before they conceive. Yeah. I think that's really cool because 
You were the first client that I had that followed through with that. No, mm-hmm. wait, you were the second when I was in Cleveland and met with a couple before they conceived. And it's so exciting when you get yeah. the call when <laughs> you conceive. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like yeah. feel like I'm like part of the family, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was exciting. And I felt like that pressure, I guess it's not really pressure, but just... I want things in place before something happens. That's just my personality. I'm like, if I can just have this pick someone and know that I'm good in my decision, good in our decision, then I can deal with, you know, all the first trimester awfulness mm-hmm. throwing up. <laughs> yeah. That comes with it without worrying about care or like who we're gonna see. Right. Well the other thing nowadays with COVID I mean, I already have a baby due in October, and it is January. Well, almost February. It's the 31st today. But, yeah, so, I mean, we're booking up so quickly nowadays. It is really important to to lock down your midwife as early as you can, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you decided to hire me. You got pregnant, Mm -hmm. and... Well, I mean, that was... I don't even remember feels like forever ago, but it really wasn't. I ended up going to, she was due, I don't even know my due date, what my technical due date was. <laughs> I don't remember. I have no idea. You delivered August 23rd. Right, I, I know I was 42 weeks exactly, like to the day. So, you, so whatever that's right, that. you, were begin, you were beginning of August. Mm-hmm. Yes, because, yep. yeah, so my due date, you know, and I, I knew I'm not gonna go early. I never did before. I didn't expect to be like 38 weeks or 39 or even 40. But then, you know, I got closer to 41. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right. I'd have a few bad days where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And then I'd have a few really good days where I was able to kind of keep myself together. I'd pull myself back together and like, I can do this. And then 41 and a half weeks. (laughs) And I was not a good person to talk to. (laughs) I probably hurt a lot of people's feelings in my family. I really tried, but I did warn everybody like, all right, just stop. It's understandable. Yeah, it was a huge roller coaster. And I had um, that prodromal labor that was just really tough to get through. Um, every night yeah um so it started I want to say probably intensely regular around maybe 40 ish weeks so it was probably a good two weeks of it but for me I always had the Braxton Hicks with the tightening and the releasing but no pain it was just just that tightening But then once I hit 40 weeks, it started to have some feeling to it. Like, wow, this is different. And then they would become regular, not close together by any means, but maybe 20 minutes, maybe 10, maybe eight, maybe 40, you know, like constant. But then they would seem to get very regular during the day around the same time where I could time them. But they would never increase in intensity. They always stayed the same. So I never panicked. I was like, this is just annoying and exhausting because I have three other kids at home too. Um, But it lasted two weeks. 
of that constant every day. Um, I just laid in my bed every day and I rested as much as I could. And, you know, my husband is really supportive and he did all the things with the kids and my kids are great too. They were just like, they knew I needed help. Um, but the day <clears throat> I had this thing, I was like, make plans, make all the plans, fill up my calendar. So I did every single day. I'm like, I'm going to do this, this day, this, this day. If I can't do it, I don't feel up to it. I'll cancel, but I am going to make the plans. Like what kind of plans were you making? Um, parties, hanging out with friends if I could, um, taking the kids to get ice cream. Um, just things to get out of the just house. Just things to do. Take your mind off yes. of waiting. Yep. And the day I went into labor, I had made plans. We had a niece's birthday party. And I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm probably crazy. Everyone is going to look at me like I'm nuts because they all know <laughs> I'm 42 weeks. They're going to, I'm probably going to step foot in there and be like, what are you doing here? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to go. So I got a good night, you know, as good of a sleep as you can have at 42 weeks. And I woke up and I'm like, I had every intention of going and I just looked at TJ and I'm like, nope, there's no way I can go. I need something. So he's knew what to do. He's like, I'm going to take the kids. He got the kids ready, took the kids. I spent the whole day in my bed eating. I was watching birth videos and just sleeping on and off. And that whole day I was having those surges all day long, but it was nothing out of the ordinary. But I could tell something was different. I just didn't really know what. Then they get home from the party. TJ's like, I had a friend ask me if I wanted to come play cards. Is that really stupid? And I'm like, <laughs> probably, but go, leave. Because maybe that's what I need <laughs> for you to be away from, I don't know what, but I was like, go, go have fun, go play your cards. He left, kids went to sleep. He got home at about 11 o'clock and I was in bed and I could hear him come in, he laid next to me and I swear, Five minutes later, my contractions started getting regular, like immediately. It was weird. So then did you trust right away that it, that, oh, it, this was it? It was different. Yeah. I could tell. I was like, he was laying in the bed for about five minutes and I just like poked him. I'm like, you won't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? I'm like, no, the, they're coming. So we timed them for a minute and then I was like, they're stronger. They're coming. So let's get some sleep. I don't know. So we went to bed, but I was, you know, every few minutes. I think they started around eight minutes apart. And then they slowly, you know, and then I think TJ called you about four. Four a.m. Well, what was the intensity like in the beginning? Like, were you having to breathe through them? Um, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, a nice, because I would breathe in really deep and then just let out. But it was a calming. It wasn't like super intense, you know, it was just kind of relaxing almost. Okay. Um, but around 4 a.m. they picked up and then they were like five, six minutes apart. And they were, I could tell that they were like this, this was it, like this was time. And at that point I didn't know because it felt as intense as it was with my six hour labor with my son. So in my head, I'm like, this feels kind of like it did when I was, when I had Emmett but it 
didn't take six hours. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> it's so hard to not compare, though. It is. You just want, um, you just keep comparing to what you know because yes. that's what you've experienced. Yeah. So, like, and I really talk to myself like, don't do it. Don't be that person. Be open to everything, but it's so hard. It's just it happens. Yeah. You just have to let it because there's no stopping it. Um, and I was excited too and exhausted. I was like, forty-two weeks, like finally please come and I was so excited to see um you know know what I was having if I was having a boy or a girl yeah, like you were excited finally. to meet your baby yeah I was like this you know and and you had such a cool birth space set up too oh, with so your yeah. your curtain lights and your affirmation cards and the birth pool and yeah you had, it was like Oh, and your your supplies. I always use your supplies as an example when people say like, well, what do I do when I get the kit from the birth supplier? And I said, well, you can either leave it in the box or there's this one client. <laughs> oh my goodness. You had I was really all, proud of that. Like, in drawers and labeled and it was just so cute. You were, you were so ready and so excited. Yeah. And that, that makes it feel so um, like, inspirational for everyone in the room mm. when you're really excited I and was ready you yeah. know that you're gonna have to do hard work and you know it's gonna be intense but but you're welcoming it right and I was I was really um, excited for it to start I mean I had that space well besides the pool because my living room is small there's no way we could have had that set up for that long but with all the lights and everything we had that set up for a good month and I would just sit in that recliner and just read over them over and over again. And I read somewhere that if you visualize your birth, that that's what will happen. Or, you know, that you have a good chance of that happening yeah. for you if you can just visualize it. And I visualized myself in the pool right there, you know, giving birth to my daughter, my son and the people around me that I knew would be there. I mean, I didn't think it would take 18 hours, but. <laughs> no, but it was, I can't remember, was this the first time you had an unmedicated birth? Did you have no. epidurals with the other ones? I had an epidural with my first and she was um, in, in induced um, labor with my second, um, my second and third were unmedicated. I did the water births for them too. That's in the right. hospital. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, we were just ready and he called you and I don't really remember really much after that. I just remember getting up and calling my sister and getting everybody like ready to go. And I was listening to my music. I really wanted to listen to Colby Calais. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. She just seems like something good to have contractions to. <laughs> I don't know. But I did that. And uh, I really forget, really. I got in the pool. I think I got in the pool right after you got there, yeah, I think. Yeah, you were in the pool in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, I was about four or five when I got in the pool, or five. And I remember feeling like I was so close to something, like I was further because I was feeling, now looking back, it was um, pressure, insane pressure, but I was feeling pushy. I thought I was feeling pushy, but it was pressure 
from a 10 pound baby. <laughs> um, so I thought, I felt like I was a lot closer than I was. And when you checked me and I was four, I was like, took a minute to sulk and then put my big girl panties back on, got myself together. And I think I took a nap after that, rested between contractions with my husband. And then I remember calling my mom to come pick up my kids and them leaving. And from that point, I think it was just back and forth, moving, resting, sleeping, trying to eat, trying to drink, and the hours just going and going. Um, I really wasn't aware of what was going on around me. I knew everyone was there, but I had no clue what was happening. I was just in labor land and I kept think, worrying that maybe something was wrong because it was taking so long, but then I was reassured. Um, a few things stand out was when I took that walk. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I was felt so like I was in an oven. It was, it was so, so hot. hot. It was so hot. Yeah. And you were wearing all black. Mm -hmm. And you walked so far. Yeah. I don't I just, remember how far I walked. I just remember like, wow, this is tough. Because, you know, when you have a when you have an intense contraction like that, even in air conditioning, you are flooded with hormones and with that heat. It's like it starts from the top of your head and it just takes over your whole body. So when you're standing in 90 degrees, <laughs> In the beating sun. In the beating sun. At it was 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's like it's like high noon. Yes. <laughs> and you had this huge entourage around you. Yeah. All of us piled out, out from the house. Yeah. There's like eight of us yeah. walking around you. And I remember I had every intention. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Like, And I really was trying. And I just remember looking at Tina like, this is horrible. Yes. I, I want to do this. <laughs> And you thought you were going to pass out. Yeah, did I? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's time to go inside. And, I, oh, I remember saying, I can walk in my house, too. Like, yeah. so I started pacing my hallway. Like, I went from one end of my bedroom to the other end of my kid's bedroom. And I just was, like, trying to do that instead. And that made a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember being on the floor and my husband being like on top of me and him whispering stuff to me the whole time. Um, that encouragement is huge. With my son, he was six hours. I didn't need any, I mean, you know, I had people encouraging me, but it wasn't needed as much as it was needed for this one. Um, I was so tired. And I was almost like delirious. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, needed those drinks and I needed that food. I needed just that constant drink, eat, rest, do some work <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, so it all just blends together. And I remember vomiting a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I threw up a lot, but that wasn't. I thought maybe I would get a little bit of a break because I had thrown up so much during my pregnancy, um, but no. 
I threw up almost every time I got food in my stomach, I think. Um, yeah, and when my water broke, I was like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> it's a huge- You were on the floor then, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I remember being on the that floor. That floor moment was pretty intense because yeah. that's when, I think we mentioned in the Birthside podcast episode how TJ, I asked him if he was okay, and he said, yeah, I'm fine. I said, it's okay to say you're tired, and mm -hmm. then that's when we all started crying together. And Yeah. The love was so palpable in that room. I remember that. I mean, the way that he was loving you and you were receiving his love was just like, like I get emotional thinking about it. Yeah, it was really... Because he is the kind of person, especially with what he knew I was going through. I mean, he's watched me do it three times. Um, I knew that he was not going to think about himself at all. I knew that. So I needed to remember to ask him, you know, like, have you drank anything? Have you eaten anything? Um, and yeah, I remember all of us like sobbing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> on the floor mm -hmm. and then your water broke and then my water broke huh that's very interesting yeah it was a very releasing cleansing uh full of fluid moment yeah mm -hmm. the hormones were rushing mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. i want to just mention too um your sister and your best friend being there it wasn't just your husband holding mm -hmm. you in love in that no. space they were so amazing. Yeah. Like, it was all of them. Yeah. I could just feel how loved and cared for you were yeah. like, with their presence. I knew that they, I knew that we needed support. I knew that I, I wanted support, and I knew that they would be really good. I didn't want anyone to be afraid or to be worried. Yeah. I just, you know, and I knew that they would be the best people to be there with us. And I really during the throes of it, you don't really realize how much they're really doing for you. Yeah. But I watched all the video footage that we have and they're spoon feeding me like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and they're cleaning up my vomit <laughs> and they're walking around and helping me like um, holding my hands, you know, and helping TJ too. Yeah. And you know, how much time they put aside for us. I mean, it was huge, and I, I will be, you know, appreciative of that forever. But it definitely took like I knew what they did, but watching it um, on video is definitely because you don't know what's going on around you. You're just so focused and like in the moment. I was so focused. <laughs> On well, what you I could was be doing because they because you had that support you were yeah. able to be that focused. right yeah 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 and then so my water broke and I was hopeful that it was gonna go quicker but I don't think I was very aware of time anyway I didn't realize how much time had gone by but I remember getting back in the tub, and I think that's that was the most intense part of my labor was from that point on. Yeah. And feeling that pressure was, the pressure was intense, and feeling like I needed to push the whole time, and not understanding like why 
what I feel is pushy, if I, if I shouldn't be pushing it, it was really confusing. But then I would just collectively get myself back together and then keep trying. Um, and trying to relax too. I was trying to relax. Um, I don't remember really much after that. I don't know if I stayed in the water. I know TJ was pulling on my stomach Right. At some point. I thought that was before the water broke. Was that before? Yeah. Because then Lizzie came in in the other episode after after that and said the water broke. Or no, at the, at the break you said that the yeah. water had broke. And he was doing that when Lizzie was coaching. Okay, you. so it was before the floor probably. Mm-hmm. That stomach pulling, that seemed brutal it like, was, to watch. Um, he was actually... Do- I, it wasn't brand new. He was doing that while I was pregnant, trying to get the the baby into a better yeah. position. And it was definitely intense just while I was pregnant, not in labor. But I could feel the baby wriggling into the right spot. So I knew it was doing yeah. something. And then I would have a period of contractions that would be regular, but then it would fizzle out again, and then he would do the pulls, and those were really helping, actually. But while I was in labor, so when he pulled in, it was so intense, but I also felt like I couldn't breathe. I don't know why. If I didn't have that, I probably would have been, maybe it would have made it easier for me. I still did them. Yeah. Um, But it was a struggle. Every single one, it was, all right, I got to do this. I knew what I was doing it for, mm-hmm. um, but it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Yeah. So that particular part, the abdominal lifts were the hardest part? Um, yes and no. I would, when I was going through transition, which now I know is was what I was going through when I was in the water, when I was breathing the baby down, that was the hardest part. Okay. That was a close second. Yeah. Yeah, the abdominal lifts, just like you were saying, are really effective. You can feel the baby dropping down into mm-hmm. the pelvis. I was actually at a labor last week, and I could tell this baby just isn't, its head wasn't flexed entirely, and it was mildly malpositioned so I had her up against a wall um, her back up against a wall and then I was on my knees in front of her and I was using literally all the force in my body to push her belly up and Mm -hmm. in towards her body during a contraction I mean my arms were shaking I was pushing so hard Mm -hmm. and the second contraction that I did that through, I literally felt underneath my hands, the baby flex its head and rotate its body a little bit. Mm-hmm. And three contractions later, she had a baby. Oh, wow. So it really is effective if, you're, if you need that movement to yeah. happen with your baby. But yeah, I mean, just the look in her face when I was looking at her you as know, I was you doing can feel it, it, I thought, wow. Yeah, because I mean, TJ was doing that. Um, from probably, I think you had told us to start when I was about 41 weeks. So every time I was having like a Braxton Hicks contraction or a real control, whatever those were, um, he, I'd, 
I'd be on one side of the house and he would be on the other and I'd be like contraction and you can't run you know there's no running happening at 41 weeks so he would try to run to where I was and then just drop whatever he was doing and then you know squeeze and pull or push in and pull up or whatever um, but yeah so I knew it was gonna be tough during labor but it was hard so then I think after that, I got back in the water. Uh-huh. And that's when I started. Um, I remember you saying that I was uh, nine centimeters, but my cervix was swollen and I needed, I could not push because if I was, if I started to push, it was gonna, my cervix was going to start closing. So I was like, wow, I really can't push. <laughs> like. I can't mess around so it took me a few but I kind of got it together and that was hard Mm -hmm. I can't even explain it how hard it was Mm -hmm. yeah it's insane but I can't believe I did it I think I maybe an hour of that I could look back but I think it was about an hour of breathing it would come and I and this is where my researching and I, I did a lot of hypnobirthing while I was pregnant and I did a lot of research but really that was the one thing I think that benefited me the most was learning how to breathe and it helped me in that moment because I knew and I could it felt better too because if you just if you stopped and you started to scream or like freak out you know or like lose control it hurts so much more like insane more because I had a couple of maybe one or two of those where I started to lose it but then I would pull it back in because I don't want to go there (laughs) Um, so I would breathe in for a good four and then I would just really hard blow out as hard as I could like but almost down. You're just making that face floor. Didn't that put you back in the labor? I was like, oh, you did it. You did it. Yeah. I, like, because um, I remember reading that if you blow down, that it's almost like you're blowing your baby, like, down and out. Like, and you're visualizing, like, blow down and out. So that's what I did, and it really helped with that. It was still really hard, but it made it manageable mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you were in the pool coping with these contractions, not mm. able to push. You didn't right. want to make your cervix any more swollen. Right. And you're getting through it just by breathing and breathing. And then what happened? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? You have no idea? No, I know because I had I'm a like, baby. You had a baby. <laughs> but, and I watched the video. But all of a sudden, I was, I was sitting up on my knees in the pool and then the contractions, it was not a normal contraction. (laughs) That was a baby head. (laughs) And I just flew to the side. My, I just naturally flew myself to the side of the pool and wow. And I, I don't know what I said. Um, didn't she say that's a head? Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, we were sitting how many feet? We were all right there. Yeah, it was nobody right was there. ready. Yeah. Nobody no. was ready. No. no. Not at all. I mean, all of our stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, we were prepared, but we were not expecting it. Nobody expected it. Not at that it. moment. We were all sitting right there, and you were so quiet and so peaceful. 
in your breathing and, and breathing and just breathing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and breathing. I don't think Most I made much noise. Start making like guttural, pushy sounds, like uh-huh. you know, like as they're breathing, and none of that was happening. And all of a sudden, you go, "That's it." <laughs> Yeah, because that's exactly how it felt. Like, I was shocked. So I just flew myself to the side, and I didn't know. I was so glad because I was hanging on every word that you said, like, and TJ's, because he was right in my ear. And I knew what I needed to do, but I really wanted to just bear down and push. Um, So then you said, no, no, no. Um, so that's when we started making the... We were all spitting on each other going... Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And that, when I started doing that, I remember being like, oh, wow, this isn't hard to do now. Um, I mean, it still hurts, but it's not how it felt before I started. Like, when it, before I started making those noises or whatever, it's a noise. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, this is horrible. You know, this is really tough. Um, but when I did that, I was able, it's almost like it loosens your body. Yeah, like relaxes the, yeah. the, the, the sphincters are connected is what Ina May says. So yeah. a loose mouth is a loose sphincter. Right. A loose and mouth. it totally, you could, I could feel the difference. It was like everything loosened uh-huh. and I was able to hold back and let everything do its job. Like let everything stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just happened. I just started it, she just came out. I don't know. Beetle ejection <laughs> reflex. Yep. Yeah, and it was wild. I mean, I when I watched the video, and I knew I screamed, but I watched the video, and now I know why, because she had that nuchal hand, right? Mm-hmm. And I never really screamed during my other kids' um, deliveries, like when they were coming out. I definitely made noise, but I let out a huge... I don't remember that. It was loud. Three, like solid screams and the last scream was more like a or you know like that yes like really working I don't remember the screams either yeah there's probably a good three ones but that was the only time I think I made any noise (laughs) during the whole thing yeah yeah no I was making I was vocalizing through contractions through a lot of them but um, that was purposeful. Right. I was doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this was uncontrolled. Yes. And, but I felt like I needed to. Like, I huh. needed to get that, like, it's almost like an animal instinct. Yeah. Like, you need, I needed. I don't think I could have had her any other way. Like, I needed to get that out. She needed to come out with some, with some grunting. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And then she came out and, oh, my gosh. Like, that was just the best moment. You know, I think the first thing I said to her was hi. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> and um, my sister, you know, on the video, she was, everyone was just like, Heather, you did it. And I was like, wow, I did that. Like, mm-hmm. it was crazy. I get teary eyed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it was amazing. The best feeling yeah and I'm so glad we waited till we had her to find out you know if she was a girl or a boy and that was fun I remember calling it a he in the video I didn't even remember it but in the video I'm like 
is he okay? And I'm like, I don't even know if it's a he. And you're like, I don't know either. <laughs> so I'm like, just looked. I'm like, oh, it's a girl. And I was so excited. It doesn't even matter, like in that moment. And it's, I think a lot of people are like, well, how did you last? Because I don't really know, uh, I know one person that waited. Um, and it's because of that moment. People are so hung up on girl or boy or pink or blue or all of this. And I just want to have a baby. Yeah. I don't care. Me too. And you're not going to care when you give birth, no matter how you give birth. In that moment, you will not care if it is a girl or if it's a boy because it's your baby. Yeah. Like, you don't care at all. Um, and we didn't. And my kids were excited, you know. Um, I don't know. We were uh, in the pool for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how long. Mm-hmm. And then I had the placenta, delivered the placenta in there, which was awesome. That's yeah, weird to say. about that because prenatally you were worried about the placenta being delivered. You remembered it being a painful experience. Yeah, because they went in and pulled it out <laughs> in the hospital. Mm-hmm. There was no like, oh, give me a little cough. There was nothing like that. It was like they went in and had to yank it out. And it was worse than, than actually pushing out the baby. Like it was more painful than that at the mm. time. So I was concerned about that, but I mean, it really was very simple. I mean, I just gave a few pushes and out it came and it just felt like nothing mm-hmm. coming yeah. out. It was awesome. I was like, wow, that's so nice. The last thing you want to do is have something painful after what you just went through. <laughs> It's not even natural. Right. It's not even a natural way to do it. No. Of course it hurts more than having the yeah. baby because you weren't designed to have it to happen have it that way. Out. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. was a... In the 10 years I've been doing this, plus apprenticeship, two manual removals of placentas. And that's over 200 babies. Yeah. I mean, they only wanted to rush it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. They just wanted yeah. to rush it. They don't want to wait. She probably had a dinner to get to. Sadly. But yeah, and it was just, it was great. I mean, I got out of the tub and then right into my bed. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, this is fabulous. I mean, I knew I always wanted a home birth. And of course you want to have that experience of being at home. But for me, that postpartum time that that time that you have it's so amazing to be in your bed I can't even describe it I was in my space I had my blankets my pillows my everything and I was healing and you know that peanut butter toast was good (laughs) that you made me that was yeah and you're welcoming your baby right into its home yes you know not into a a sterile environment the hospital the baby's coming in into its home like Mm -hmm. you know that's so beautiful and I just hated you know being in the hospital I was you know and it's some people are fine with it and that's fine yeah but for me I just hated being poked and prodded and answering all these questions like leave me alone Mm -hmm. I want to let me be with my baby you don't need to check my blood pressure every two seconds you know, I have been completely fine this whole time. Um, and I was able to just 
sleep. I took a shower and that was magical. We ordered some food. I don't remember what we got. Applebee's? <laughs> Something? I think I had a burger, which is not normal for me because I don't eat a ton of meat. So that was not Yeah, typical. but you were so... You needed yeah. replenishing. Right? <laughs> After all the puking. Yeah. Oh, my God. And oh. the labor. And that, because I had spent my whole pregnancy, I don't, I wouldn't call it hyperemesis because I think you need to be, like, hospitalized, right, for it to be considered that. There's different parameters. You I were mean, on the border. Yeah. I never lost an extreme amount of weight because I was very good at f fixing it or eating right after, like trying to take care of myself. But I threw up three, four times a day and all night the whole time I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, so after I ate, after I had her, and I don't remember, I remember looking up and being like, this better be the last time I throw up for like a year. <laughs> and I threw up, on the, I threw up a good throw up too. <laughs> like this is the last time. And I had her and I did not throw up that night I didn't throw up the next day, or the next day, or the next day. I don't think I've thrown up since. It's been five months. Wow. And knock on wood, knock on wood <laughs> even with my kids being sick sometimes, like haven't thrown up. And it's, it was debilitating, really. Mm -hmm. um, but you get so used to it, as awful as that sounds. But I was just like, this is amazing. I could sleep on my tummy, and that first sleep is good when you can sleep on your belly. Mm -hmm. um, it was fabulous. It was hard, and it was long, but I wouldn't change, you know, any of it. So there's nothing you would do different? No. I don't think at all. I mean, I wish I would have had a little bit more heads up that, you know, it was going to take a longer time. I think I was really held up on that, like, oh, it's going to go quicker, like, especially because at 42 weeks. And your fourth baby. And your fourth baby. Your fourth like, baby, you think, okay, it's just going to be like. I thought that's like, what it would like be. A like a shoot. I think I, I remember even having a conversation with you, like, I don't like fast labors. I hope it's, you know, I don't want it super fast. Maybe like in the middle, maybe like 10 hours. And what you get? 18. Oh boy. <laughs> and if you <laughs> And if you don't like I don't even know, when do you start like your labor clock? Because was I in labor all day and just mm -hmm. didn't realize it? So, I say that that is very subjective because according to ACOG, active labor starts at 6 centimeters. While um. in my practice I don't do a lot of vaginal exams because I don't see the benefit to them. Right. Unless there's something indicating that information would be beneficial for us or my client wants it. So my opinion, and this is strictly opinion, mm -hmm. labor starts when you feel like I'm working and this is taking all of my attention. Mm -hmm. This is labor. So that probably started, you know, feeling like that. I mean, really, probably closer to five o'clock. So that would be even longer mm -hmm. than 18 hours. Because I think we started that 18 hour thing around 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. when TJ got into bed with me and I was like, okay, that's, this is it. 
but I had been all day. I just didn't really think anything of it because I had been dealing with it every day. Mm -hmm. I seemed different though, and it was stronger. But I also didn't want to be like, oh, this is it, and then have it fizzle out again. Yeah. It was torture, yeah. <laughs> that back and forth. Mm. That's hard emotionally. It is, it, it was tough. And I just felt crazy a lot of times too, like I, you know, but that really helped me though, that planning. Like I'm gonna make plans. And I allowed myself to feel in the gutter, like giving up. I allowed myself to feel that way. And then I was done. I'd take a shower, pull myself back together and try again. Mm -hmm. It was just that constant back and forth. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would really change anything. It was amazing. That's great. I wish I could go back and have all my kids at home because yeah. I could have. I really yeah. could have. And that's so valuable what you said about you allowed yourself to go in the gutter. Mm -hmm. I feel in our society we have these expectations that we have to behave a certain way, act a certain way. We're not allowed to feel bottomed out and it's okay to reach that point of I am just desperate I'm tired I'm mm -hmm. discouraged and let yourself feel that and then like you said you gathered yourself back up mm -hmm. and you kept putting one foot in front of the other yep. and you were so strong because I remember in the last month of your prenatal care you even allowed yourself to be open enough with me that you had a couple good cries with me. And then there mm. was a day where you were just like glowing and oxytocin was just like <laughs> radiating from your body. And I remember leaving there thinking like, oh man, I got an oxytocin high yeah. from that one. <laughs> you know, it's true. I mean, you really, with pregnancy, no matter how or what happens to you, you're going to feel one way one day and then in a whole other way another day if you don't allow yourself to feel that way I mean that seems awful to I just like fight yourself a person mad. it really could and I mean I remember some days I would just wake up and I would just look at TJ and just be like I'm having a day like mm -hmm. it's not gonna be good mm -hmm. and you know I still took care of my kids I still did what I needed to do but I allowed myself to feel crappy well, and feeling you could barely walk because of your yeah, hip issues yeah I had a lot of um, pain that I guess isn't considered normal I guess I mean every pregnant woman has pain what is that called SPD oh yeah yeah it's that's what I assume it is I could um, I actually helped myself out a bit because I had it with all my prior births, I worked out a lot more during this one, especially in the beginning. Um, I did exercises and I really tried to keep up with that to help with the pain. It actually, I, it held off a lot longer. It usually starts around 15 weeks, but this one I was able to hold it off till about 30. Wow. Still felt it, but it wasn't, but it gets to the point where I can't lift my leg or I couldn't lift my leg. Um, it's hard to step. It hurts like um, in between like your thigh area and um, like your vagina, I guess, that spot, mm -hmm. like here. Uh -huh. And it's that bone there. 
um, like your pubic bone and then it would, you know, that whole area, it was like horrifying. Like I would need a wheelchair to, to shop, which I was very proud and didn't do a lot of the time. <laughs> um, but that was really tough to get through too. So, I mean, by the time I got to 42 weeks, I was just so defeated. And then, but then you it, still conjured up the energy and excitement and inspiration when you actually went into labor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did the SPD hurt during labor? No. That's usually what I hear. Nope. Um, the contractions definitely take over that pain. I mean, if I would move a certain way, um, it you'd get a sharp pain or something, but it didn't make it impossible or anything like you, like you couldn't have a vaginal delivery or something like that. Um, I just knew not to move a certain way. <laughs> I knew, oh, can't do that because that'll hurt. So I just wouldn't. You just know your body and what you can do. Mm -hmm. As soon as she came out, though, I mean, it took about three months. I would say three months for it to completely go away. Wow. Yeah. Some people I've read, I was in a lot of groups on um, social media for women that deal with this. And it can take a year for some of these women for that pain to go away. It is really like, it can like handicap you almost like into a wheelchair for some people. Um, but I did it. And yes, now I get to talk did. about it. <laughs> you were so, victorious. Yes, I felt it, mm -hmm. you know. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, such a beautiful story. Yeah, you I like it. to tell it too. I think we all like to tell like our, you know, and I love to listen to them too. Like, especially while I was pregnant, it gave me a lot of inspiration and YouTube videos and um, home birth videos and things like that. Um, really made me feel like I could do it. Yeah. And I like to listen to other people tell theirs, even now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a huge time for women, mm -hmm. you know, when they have give birth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Every time you give birth, you're reborn. Mm. A new mother. You feel that way. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So here's to rebirth and new beginnings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. I love telling it. Yeah. Yeah, we love hearing it. Anything you want to add, Christina? No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that's all for this week, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the home birth experience. We know you have lots of options of things to listen to, so we value that you choose our podcast to listen to you can find us clevelandhomebirth.com cleveland home birth on facebook and instagram everyone have a great week until next time <laughs> <laughs>